First off, I'd like to say congratulations. You are in at the beginning of something amazing. I'm about to show you something that's amazing. You guys want to see something amazing? Yes, I want to see something amazing. Yeah. What is it? So amazing. amazing. Whoa, amazing! Well, what are you waiting for? I don't know. Something amazing, I guess. This week on Something, something amazing. amazing. I've got a fact that's going to blow your little mind. Well, half of it anyway. Also, I'm going to tell you about solar paint, which is going to let you transform your entire house into a source of clean energy. We also dive into our mailbag to see what you, the, the dear listener, has been <laughs> discovering. We've got some updates on when robots are going to take over being your surgeon and writing music. That and karaoke stories and so much more. Of course. This week on Something, Something Amazing. Amazing. Uh, hello. Uh, Hello and welcome to Something Amazing. Oh, I didn't even join in at all. I got so distracted by the R's. Uh, hello and welcome to... You can do it. Something, Something amazing. amazing. How are you, Emily Carl? <laughs> I'm great. I got to uh, ride on a scooter for the first time ever today. <laughs> Just to be clear, it was my scooter. It was so fun. So you were in the city and you were like, oh, how are you getting home? And I'm like, well, I'm going to scoot home. Because I thought we could walk home together. Yeah. and Because uh, you're a big office boy. I'm a big office boy. And I'm a dirty hippie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, I said, yeah, I'll give you a lift. And you jumped on the back. Yeah. And it was the best. What an adventure. It was so fun. It was like a ride. My, well, it was a ride, but it was like a ride. My favourite quotes are, oh my God, the cars are right there. <laughs> and then the other one was Mario Kart when we turned a corner. <laughs> we were turning a corner and we went like right, like you know how you go down on the side when you drift and you turn a corner? It was like very Mario. Mario Kart. <laughs> I loved it. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed your scooter ride. It was really fun. Are you ready to be amazing? I, I'm, I'm in such an amazing mood. <laughs> um, so we have had some emails this week. So mm. we're going to open the mailbag in this episode. From our friends. From our friends. Uh, so if you want to email us, it's hello something amazing at gmail.com. Gmail. Also, did you notice that somebody left us a fiver this week? Hey! In the review, so on the like iTunes review thing, um, and they said, "Here's me leaving you a fiver." Yay! They must listen. So, uh, fivers minimum. We've now have <laughs> six five out of five ratings. That's amazing. Uh, so we don't want to. <laughs> Are we at the iTunes number one? That seems like. Yeah, I mean, that's we must, a we must impeccable, be real close. impeccable record. I haven't actually looked at the charts for the comedy. If section. you haven't looked at the charts, then how will you know when we're at number you're, one? You're right. I I just figured people would I think we are us. officially at number one now. So oh, thank you so much for your support, guys. Still encourage more fivers, though. And more subscribes. And good to be at the top. Um, okay, <laughs> let's do what we're here to do, which is tell each other something, something amazing. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we haven't heard the, the thing that we have for each other each week. That's why it's so exciting when we do this podcast because we... Oh, yeah. Do we still need to explain what the podcast is every time at this point? Just in case someone's new. Okay. I don't think I was doing a great job at explaining it. I was about to explain it because (laughs) I thought you were being confusing. (laughs) Okay. Okay. you go again from the top. This is the podcast <laughs> where uh, me and Matt will go about and we'll find some cool fact or tidbit or story and then we'll bring it to each other and the only rule is it has to be something amazing and it'll be the first time we'll be telling it to each other. That's kind podcast. of what I said. 
It was in the ballpark. It was you were doing such a great job. <laughs> the problem is that you explain it every week, so I yeah, just I'm just have no. It's practice. in my mouth now. Yeah, muscle memory. What else is in your mouth and brain and, oh, and dear. Place, places? <laughs> okay, so my something amazing is going to blow one half of your brain. Okay, left or right half. It's going to blow your right half. The the logical part. But your left half. The creative part. Already knows about it. Okay. Okay. Right? All right. Okay. Left. So, yes. Okay. This fact has, like, thrown me into a little bit of an existential crisis. Oh, Just a warning. I'm starting to worry about doing this podcast because <laughs> the amount of existential crises you have had from the robot oh, uprising man. and the... This has nothing to do with robots. Okay. Okay. I have a robot fact later. Of course you do, Tarasini. <laughs> <laughs> you always have a robot fact. Okay. Uh, okay. Go. So, um, yeah, we all know we have two sides of our brain. Yes. And um, the, it, uh, boop, boop, boop. at some people, um, when they get, have really severe epilepsy, yes. um, the last thing they can do to really stop them having these severe seizures is, is to stomp, yeah, cut your brain in half. Yeah, basically. it's got a, like a hemisphere or something. Yeah, anyway, and yeah. they become a split brain person, Oh, right? So you literally go from one brain to two brains. Basically, yes. Um, and you can still function normally in society, but there are some weird things that happen that make me question existence. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, what happens? So your right side is responsible for your speech. Yep. If you're set up so your left eye can see something that your right eye can't see. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something can be shown to you like pick up a pen. Yep. And you, your, your left hand will most likely pick up that pen. Yes. Then if you're asked... Why did you pick up that pen? Yes. Because your right side hasn't seen, hasn't it. seen it. And Uh-oh. that's responsible for your speech. Uh-oh. They'll, you'll generally just make up something. You'll be like, oh, I wanted to write something because that's what our brain does. It, it wants to, um, it just makes up reasons based on what we've done. Yeah. Which puts the whole sense of like, like uh, your, your sense of like who you are into question because it's like, are we just explaining things that have happened and yeah. think that's our thoughts? Ooh. Number one, already freaky, right? Oh, yeah. So, so like, we don't have agency. We're just catching up, basically. Basically. But also, it's like your left brain has seen this thing and picked it up yeah. and then you've said, oh, I just picked it up because I wanted to, but there's... A sentience that's like, no, I, I saw something. I did that on my own. I, I, so it's almost as though your left brain is like a sentient separate part of you, Uh-oh. which makes me think there's like this little man Uh-oh. trapped inside <laughs> my brain who just like, like, is like, please. Like men in black. No. Like, like a little alien <laughs> spacecraft. No, he's not controlling me. He's trapped in there being like like being a part of me but not being able to speak. So like when I was young and I was growing up and I wasn't able to speak, my left and right side were like getting along well. We were helping each other out. And then suddenly right side's like, I can speak now. And suddenly left side is like, no, 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 help no, me. No, sh- don't I'm silence trapped. me. No, I'm silent. I'm, I'm in a nothing. box. And so these people who have this split brain, can even like it's rare but they can even fight against themselves so say your right brain has an instinct that your left brain doesn't they can fight against each other so you've got uh your your right brain wants an apple and your left brain wants an orange your hands can fight each other because their instincts are fighting each other because you have two separate sentience, basically. Is that like that movie, The the Two Hands, where the hands come alive and they just, like, start killing people? Mm, I don't know this movie. Um, I might have the movie wrong and the plot wrong because I'm really <laughs> bad at movies. Like, you know those games where you have to, like, guess the actor or uh, what is the director? Matthew McConaughey. The d- 
<laughs> what is the director that links these two films? I'm so bad at that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could be thinking of idle hands and just explained it as if it was two hands. Right. So actually, I think that's exactly what's happened <laughs> now that I've said that sentence out loud. Anyway, there's a hand movie that would that has hands in it. Is basically my point. Anyway. <laughs> So my so basically the things that have sent me into existential crisis is like yep. is like are my thoughts and my explanations for things just like a, a reaction mm. rather than a forefront yes. and is there a tiny person stuck in my brain that's really scared and it's like I just won't be a part of things because right now that that little I don't know why I've made it a little man yeah. but he he knows all this already because yeah. he's been trapped his entire life in my brain. Yeah, well, there's a theory that like um uh, like the the brain just gets a lot of stimuli, whether it's from like sight or sound or touch or vision, that sight. Um, <laughs> and then and then just what about seeing things? Uh, what about looking? Yeah, all those <laughs> observing, noticing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the brain is just playing catch up, right? And I remember there was an experiment a long time ago where I can't remember the precise nature of it, but it was something to do with pain and when you see something and when you don't see something. And basically it it proved that the that you're kind of living in the past. Oh, is that like all that the one time? where they'll have like uh, your hand out there and then a mannequin hand and you can't see your hand and they'll like stroke both hands with a feather. Oh. So you start associating with the mannequin hand and then they'll smash Ma- the mannequin hand with like a hammer. That's and you're so like, mean. My hand. <laughs> That's so <laughs> like, mean. No, your hand's fine. We just stroked it with a little feather. You'll be good. Yeah. So basically you're, it's very easy to trick your brain using stimuli and that's what, you know, all optical illusions are mm. and stuff like that. And so... And magic. Magic. And then... I I love magic. <laughs> you love magic. And it's just a, a slippery slope before you go, oh, hang on. How do I know that I'm not just sitting in an old room at oh, very yeah. close to my death and yep. just imagining the life that I lived yep. in kind of reverse For chronological show. order? There's no proof. Um, so yeah, right. So have I sent also sent you an existential crisis? Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. But it's amazing. But it's, it's amazing that there's people who... Uh, do have their brain split in half yeah, and they can right. still function. And, like, they could draw a picture and, like, both hands can be drawing a picture and they're just, like, completely separate from each other because they're, oh like, separate beings. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Right. Oh, so that, scary. That is amazing. Like, yeah. Then the poor little guy stuck in there. <laughs> Here's a prayer to the little guy stuck in your brain. <laughs> Interesting that you think it's a man. Yeah. Daddy issues, probably. Probably, <laughs> probably. Know. Okay, here's my something amazing. Ooh. Right, this is uh, this is cool because it comes from Melbourne, but it was that's where we are. The, yes, but it was reported like all around the world as this cool oh, discovery nice. um, from the Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology. They, RMIT, the ugliest building in town. Yeah. For those who don't know, there is literally a building in Melbourne City that has like just green goo Bubbles. all over yeah. it and we're just cool with that. It looks like it's been Nickelodeon slime. It really does. Yeah. It's so ugly. So the people at RMIT or the Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology, no one calls it that, uh, they've developed a paint that can generate hydrogen fuel from moist air and sunlight, which means it's like solar paint. Oh, cool. So you can transform your entire house into a source of clean energy. Nice. 
What if it? What if they had it, but like the only color they could make was like a really terrible, ugly color. Yeah. <laughs> so if you wanted to save the world, you have to like have a really ugly house. I think people would be vain enough not to do it. <laughs> I know. Like, oh, if it was like fluoro yellow. I'd rather terracotta. <laughs> terracotta house there's would a purple, be. There's a purple house down the road from my grandparents' house, and my grandparents like rip into it all the time. <laughs> they love to make fun of the house. Well, purple is a bold choice. It is. Wait, do you mean the one on Scarborough Beach? Road in Perth? No, this is in Mandra. Ah, because there was a, a, a house uh, in Perth. Oh, no, that's a blue house. The blue house. And it was house. this massive blue house that I used to drive past all the time. It was kind of famous. And then they knocked it down and they turned it into apartments. And on the side of one of the apartments is just this Jesus. Jesus. Big Jesus. Giant Big Jesus. Jesus now. Driving by the beach and you see Jesus. Yeah. Um, but you, that blue colour that it was, here's yeah. a fun fact about that, mm. is that blue colour is called Eve's Klein Blue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the inventor of it, I guess Eve Klein, mm. uh, was like, he believed... Number th- one, naming the colour after yourself. Legend, Great guy. Legend. Uh, but he believed that the colour was so, so vivid and so evocative that just seeing it would evoke an emotional reaction from you. I remember, were we at a party once and someone came up to us in an Eve Klein blue t-shirt? Yes. And, because, and they were wearing it because of this reason? Oh, like the colour or the band? Or the colour. Okay. They had like, it was just a plain blue t-shirt on. Yeah. And they were like, this is Eve's Klein Blue. Oh, well, a lot of Tonight shows on TV, yeah. their couches are Eve's Klein Blue. Ah. So when you watch it through the telly, it's like, oh, wow, this is fun. Um, but well, How many times can you say Eve's Klein Blue before nothing makes sense anymore? <laughs> Look, I think nothing's <laughs> made sense since you told me my brain split in two. But <laughs> your brain isn't split in two. There's just a tiny man that lives inside your brain. That is trapped. Do you, do you want to know how the uh, the the solar paint works? But can I just say, did, yes, is that did Eve's client just say like, oh, this is the best color because I came up with it? Also, how did he come up with it? He's not William Perkins. He didn't <laughs> try and P. find the <laughs> didn't try and find the cure for malaria and accidentally discover mauve. Like last, colors already existed. Last then. week's episode <laughs> for the regulars. Did he do it like an experiment on it? Was he just like? This is the best colour. This is what will evoke these sort of things. It's not even like it, this evokes happy. Was he, he just even said, trying to, dis- to to cure a disease when he found Eve's Klein Blue? <laughs> I think it was just a happy accident. I don't know enough about Eve's Klein Blue <laughs> to actually comment this much on it. I just know that. Have you seen it? Though? It's a cool colour. Yeah, I loved that house. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a store around the corner from where we're recording this that yeah. has like Eve's Klein Blue in all their windows. It's Ooh. like, and they painted like a dog Eve's Klein Blue nice. and, a, and a, not a real one. <laughs> it's a paper He's dog. dead now from the fumes. Yeah, yeah, it was a bad movie in retrospect. Anyway, okay, so how this solar paint works mm. um, is, you know when you buy new shoes, how there's like a little packet full of silicon balls? Oh, yeah, or it's in, like, a lot of uh, foods as well, like packaged foods. Yeah. And, and like, every like, time you pour it out, you'll always get it. And it says, do not eat. Do like, not eat. Please do not eat this. It's, it's basically a version of that. Oh. So, And what it does is it, it sucks in water and then using heat splits it into hydrogen and oxygen and then the hydrogen can be used as a fuel. Awesome. So it's generating clean energy just from paint. That's, that's cool. That's really cool. They reckon it's not going to be, like, available. No, make it available. Well, five years. Come on. Five years. Make it available now. Can you tell them to make it available now? I'll tell Dr. Torben 
Dianek to speed it up. The best thing would be if it could only be the colour of that green goo that's on the <laughs> <building>. <laughs> You it? have to cover your house in green goop. They're obviously really stoked with their work because they've gone, any surface could be painted. A fence, a shed, a dog house. A dog? Did they say a dog? Don't paint dogs. I think that's the message. But just paint one dog. (laughs) Just have a go at one dog. (laughs) One dog you don't care that much about. There are businesses that are like... We paint dogs. There's no business. There is. There is not. Or we dye dogs. Like, you don't want a dead dog. No, you, they dye them. We yeah. dye. Yeah, like you don't William want William Perkins' d- synthetic dye industry. <laughs> oh, I see. I know Billy P. <laughs> you could dye a whole dog mauve and another dog, Eve's Clive Blue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we should uh, open up our mailbag. Because I like it- the word mailbag. That's not a fact. <laughs> that's, a, that's an opinion at best. Um. So we're going to open up our mailbag. It's an email bag. It's just an inbox. Anyway. Hello, something amazing at gmail.com. What's the password? Um, I don't know. Could I guess it? Do you think? Do you think yeah. I- oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Do you think I could hack our inbox? Definitely. I've, I have no recollection. I think I would have made it something. Don't give away too many hints. I think I made it. Unless it's like a fun treasure hunt for the listeners. No, I think it's something amazing. <laughs> Is the password. Is it? No. Is it? I think so. Just cut this out. Oh, my God, Amberly. <laughs> Did what? It, I didn't, didn't even put a number or an exclamation mark or anything in there. Nah, who's going to hack in? Okay, you're going to change that right after this episode. <laughs> because Just cut this bit out. No. You know what? You need to learn password security. So, this is staying in. I thought it would be good because we both remember it. <laughs> Hello. Oh. Re- to be on your podcast again. Remember how Luke constantly comes home during this podcast? Well, it's almost as though he lives here. Remember how he goes through the podcast in the front door directly next to the front door? Don't you mean our level forty-two recording studio? Yes. Please leave. You've done enough. <laughs> I say we cut the last 10 minutes no, out. No, you're changing the password. Oh, but something amazing. So I remembered it. I never remember passwords, but I remembered that one. <laughs> I'm changing it. It's going to have numbers and special characters oh, then in it. how will we ever get in again? <laughs> <sighs> password security is very important, especially in this day and age. Do you know how quickly a computer could crack that password? Why would they want to? To read our emails that we're about to read now. Well, we're about to read them <laughs> right now. Okay. The, the first one is... I uh, think we should just put all of our emails into a bag. <laughs> that would be the most secure. Okay. Jessica Wilson. Uh, this is great. Jessica, you mean Jessica Simpson? No, Wilson is I've her never name. heard of her. <laughs> uh, so, she's actually done some research for us, right? Because remember how... Thank you, Jessica Simpson. There, there was this um, story that I told where AI researchers guessed when robots would be better at humans at different things. Mm. I've got an update on two of those things, right? Okay. The first one was, when will a robot be your surgeon? Now, there's a lot of good reasons for a robot to become a surgeon. But because- there sort of already is kind of that, isn't there? Well... Like, I remember on House. What? <laughs> House, when, okay, so House is having like some episode where he's going crazy and he's using a robot to do a surgery, but then he just like cuts into the person halfway through because he's having a breakdown, but then it was all like a dream. And then he wakes up in a okay. mental asylum with Lin-Manuel okay. Miranda, who okay. wrote Moana and Hamilton. And then <laughs> and then he has then he has this time and he's best friends with Lin-Manuel Miranda and then Lin-Manuel Miranda and him have a talent show and he says, Dr. House in the house, yo. And then Dr. House does a rap and it's so bad. But Lin-Manuel Miranda's. In it. Remember how that whole story started with it being a dream? 
So I don't think robots are surgeons yet. No, but this, no, but there was a, a doctor controlling a robot to be more precise. Yeah, that's real. That's probably real, but that's not an autonomous robot. All right. Doesn't have feelings yet. <laughs> Is that what autonomous you don't, means? You don't want a surgery robot to have feelings or it'll get too attached to its patients. Oh, sweet. Okay, so researchers at the University of Utah have developed a new surgical robot that they say will reduce the time it takes to perform brain surgery Ooh. by 2.5 hours. How long does it take? Like, oh, it's, that's apparently like um, 50 times faster. So, right. So... Well, so it doesn't take that long then. Basically, you don't want your brain to be exposed for too long. Because then you give can get... it some fresh air. No, your brain does not need <laughs> fresh air. Actually, oh, I did see this really creepy documentary yeah. about these people who believed that your brain needed fresh air and oh, they no, 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 and, no. and they drill and maintain a hole oh, in their head. Gosh. It's called like a hole in your head or something. <laughs> a hole in my head, a hole in our head. Anyway, it's a documentary and it's like the, it's like the size of a penny, <gasps> and they like they get in there for the first time and then they constantly just maintain this they hole should, in their um, head. Like just keep like. For parties and stuff, they should just like have like a horn or something for like to be a unicorn, <laughs> like a clip in. Yeah, yeah. Have a clip into the hole. Okay, they so have a whole line on Etsy. Basically, it's, re- it's, it's really good because you don't want to, um, yeah, have your brain exposed for too long. And mm-hmm. the quicker a surgery is, the better the patient's chances are of like recovery, not dying. Yeah, exactly. So um, these University of Utah um, students have developed this surgical robot, fifty times faster than a human surgeon, um, and. It, it does its research before it goes in there. So you show it like a CT scan of your head mm. and then it goes, okay, cool, I can see where the, the blood vessels are and the nerves are, going to avoid them, going to get rid of the tumour. Awesome. Bada bing, bada boom. How much would you pay for this machine? Lots. $100,000. That's pretty good. Yeah, it is. I really thought it would be millions. No. It's like that MasterCard, MasterCard ad. It's like having going to the hospital, that much money, your life. Priceless. Priceless. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> Thanks, Mastercard. The the second uh, update was for the music composition. So, according to AI researchers, they think that a robot, Taysway. yeah, can do a Taylor Swift song indistinguishable from an existing Taylor Swift song. Ten point eight years from now, yeah, fifty percent chance that they'll I be able to I do it. I could do it right now. <laughs> yeah, but you're not a robot. I'm, I'm a human. Yes. In my brain, that's like less than. Yes. <laughs> like, I feel like a robot would be better than me at everything. Yeah, you need to up your self-esteem a little bit, I think. <laughs> um, a, t- a top 40 song, so writing a song from yep. scratch, not with any reference material. Uh, they reckon that was, what, 11 years? 11 I went to karaoke the other night. That was really fun. You forget how many songs from the past you love. There are. You know, once I went to um, the Philippines and we spent our New Year's Eve on like a really weird deserted island not deserted because it had like a local tribe living there um and so it was just us and this local tribe new new year's eve not not really allowed to be there yeah absolutely like we were row there on a raft we were on a cruise they called it a cruise it was like a fishing boat um when you say we how many of you uh 14 14 of us and so the local um cruise company takes you they have like 
takes you island hopping, basically. Yeah, cool. And they're all ex-fishermen. So they're like, oh, look, here's a little secret thing where you swim through a hole in the rocks and then you get this whole secret beach to yourself. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, here's a shipwreck here if you want to have a little swim around. Swim it, swim a doodle. So one of the, our stop for New Year's Eve was this uh, fishing village and it was quite a small village. Maybe uh, 50 people live there. Mm-hmm. And they had one enclosed structure in the be- uh, in the whole beach and it was like a kind of like a school hall kind of thing assembly area yeah um and they had a generator that powered one karaoke machine (laughs) that had come from the manila mainland right but because obviously there's it wasn't like there wasn't electricity it wasn't no one could just update this thing the songs maxed out at 1992 So you could get like kind of Madonna in a heyday yeah, and yeah. then, but nothing, nothing after that at all. <laughs> nothing you actually grew up with. Did you know I used to be a karaoke host? No, <laughs> I but see- I can totally see that. <laughs> and, um, but like the place I did work wasn't very busy. Yeah. And um, it was my job that every time like there wasn't anyone getting up to sing, I either had to encourage them or I had to sing. Oh, and so, like, I went through, like, so many different songs and have really, like, learnt which songs not to pick. Yeah, which song is bad for you? Mumbo Number 5 is really bad. That's, like, that goes... Like, every song that you think you love goes on for, like, 20 times longer than it, you think it has, and it's definitely too low for you. But one of my friends, he uh, took a girl on a date to a karaoke bar, and it was, yeah. like, one of those closed-room private ones. Yeah. And just, he's, like... Just the two of them. Yeah. He's, like... Oh, that's intense. I know what I'm going to do to mm. impress her. I'm going to sing a song by Air, French band Air. Do you know Air? Uh, maybe. They did a song called Sexy Boy. Maybe not. And it goes do 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 do, and it goes sexy boy. <laughs> oh my god! But that's the only lyrics no! for about five and a half minutes. So Poor girl. the first minute was really fun, just like sexy boy, and then just like four minutes later, no! this song that would not end. What a bizarre date! He said it was a nightmare. Also, another karaoke story, and then mm. I promise we'll move on. Um, <laughs> karaoke episode. So my friend Dean, who I've yep. mentioned previously wanted, wanted to know when people would lose their virginity yeah that's right if you could see a statistic above everyone's head what would it be he wanted to see when it was that people I stole a it. camera from him once you did do you still have it yep okay shouldn't have admitted to that um, <laughs> sorry he obviously doesn't listen to this podcast because we talked about him twice and he hasn't messaged me <laughs> on the other hand Stacey Gagoulis who did hey, the podcast Stacey Gagoulis who did this podcast artwork <laughs> he was like oh you're talking about me in the podcast I feel like we have like friends of the show They keep popping up. Still talking about me. (laughs) Still going. In a row. Um, anyway Stacy for the win So Dean Did you ever do your, Have you done your thing With Stacy for his birthday yet? Not yet Not okay. yet um, So Dean yep. My friend He was in Las Vegas Viva and, Yeah And so he was super drunk And he uh, He has no No recollection Of performing The song at karaoke Yeah All he remembers Is like the karaoke host Like your yep. job Afterwards going and that was Dean from Australia. And boy, does he like to cuss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough karaoke stories for now. Um, mailbag. Yeah, mailbag. So uh, robots mm-hmm. will probably be able to write a Taylor Swift song in 10.8 years. Yep. Probably be able to write a top 40 song from scratch yep. in 11.4 years. Yeah. Well. Well. 
There is a robot already Ooh. who's composing What's his name? and performing his own music. Oh, cute. Does he have a cool name? Shimon. S H I M O N. Shimon. It's got four arms and it plays some marimba. Four arms? Oh! <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's been around for ages, right? Yeah. And what it used to do would it, it used to listen to musicians mm. and then try and play along with them. Oh. And then. Uh, then they added in a, a like a thing to the algorithm called interestingness, <laughs> and then it would kind of improvise with them, right? <gasps> so to play along with the musicians, but it wouldn't just copy them; it would actually add a bit of uh, pizzazz to yeah. their performance, right? Go on, Shimon. And so then they were like, "Okay, Shimon's nailing the the accompaniment. Let's let's give him some more." Autonomy. Ooh, Let's give him some more <gasps> machine learning. Man. Right? And so they f- fed him 5,000 songs. Uh, Socks. What, sorry? Socks? 5,000 songs. Is that what he eats for <laughs> breakfast? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just picturing this adorable robot with four arms and a marimba who just loves eating socks. That's a, that's a movie. Hold your horses because I'm going to show it soon. Um, <laughs> show it. it is adorable. It's got like a little head and everything. Oh, Shimon. Shimon. Um, and He's like so- Alf who eats, who eats kittens or pup kittens, yeah, but he eats socks. It doesn't uh, eat socks. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I can only find one sock every morning. Shimon. He's like... Bloom, bloom, bloom. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a, a marimba? A sad trombone in a marimba. I got it. <laughs> I got it. Uh, okay, so they fed it 5,000 songs, including Beethoven, The Beatles, Miles Davis, and Lady Gaga. Mm. Um, what Boney M? No Boney... Well, maybe. I, I didn't list all 5,000. They're the <laughs> ones that it picked as the highlights. <laughs> Britney? Bit of Britney? Bit of Britney, probably. (laughs) Then uh, it gave the robot access to two million musical motifs, Mm -hmm. riffs, licks of music, yeah. And then then they go, okay, here's four bars of music Mm. and then Shimon, over to you. Yeah, cute. Right? So... Once it hears, a, it says, once Shimon learns the four measures we provide, it creates its own sequence of concepts and composes its own I'll piece. i how much I love this robot already. <laughs> <laughs> Shimon's r- compositions represent how music sounds and looks when a robot uses deep neural networks to learn everything it knows about music from millions of human-made segments. So... I've got two bits of Shimon music for yes! you. Yes! Are you ready to listen? I'm so ready. Can I see his little face too, though? Yeah, absolutely. It's in the video, which oh. I'll, I'll put in the link of the podcast. But all you really need to hear is um, the music that and it makes. And the fact that it's marimba. Like, it's just such a sweet little nerdy instrument that just causes no harm to anyone. Okay, song number one. What do you think? But, oh, boy, is he sweet. Yeah. Okay, so he used to be able to only play one note at a time, right? But now he's learning harmonies, chords. He was really going for it. Also, he's beginning to compose more uh, like a human. So instead of just doing like a little bit of music and go note to note, he's taking a holistic view of the whole piece. And he's got like a little head that like blinks. I like him. So... 
It's been described as a fusion of jazz and classical. <laughs> I definitely. I think it's a, just a fusion of notes. No, go listen to the second one now. Oh, does he get better? Um, you tell me. Yeah, it's look. It's, it's not great, right? It's not great, but yeah, yeah. I feel like anyone can make those noises on a marimba, right? <laughs> and, and people aren't saying like, "Oh, look, you've made a song." But is like, it- I feel like sometimes Shimon like is playing, but he's like not listening. You know, he's just he's just <laughs> at one point you're just banging something. The music lacks any soul. <laughs> to put it, to put it but bluntly, how, like show me a piece of marimba that really has that much soul in it. Uh, the iPhone <laughs> ringtone, marimba. That's the <laughs> That's worst. Soul. I'm ringing. I'm ringing here. Oh, that gives me um, anxiety. There's been zero human intervention and that robot has made well, that. Well, it's been 100% human intervention because a human has made it and given it all its things and all of the things it's referring to are human-made as well. So I wouldn't say it's at zero. <laughs> that was Jessica Wilson. Thank you so much, Jessica Simpson. Uh, really Je- excited that you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> um, you're really inspiring to us all. Thank you so much for letting us know about the the robot that performs its own music. No, I'm, I'm really happy I know about Shimon. He's, we, he's we are great. so out of time. It's not even funny. We got sidetracked with the karaoke episode. Carrie, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're at the end. So, 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 so. What do you recommend? I recommend having a ride on a scooter. <laughs> it's so fun. I recommend getting something clean energy on your house. Like, yeah. let's put a, a solar panel on our roof or our, a wind turbine on our roof or a wave uh, receiver on our roof. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend going out and doing some karaoke with your friends. I recommend uh, watching the video of... Little little Shimon. Shimon playing. Uh, he is a cutie Tuesday. He right. is very good. Playing the marimba. He's not a. He's not great. Let's be honest, but he's cute. I'll put the link in the description. Great. I recommend uh, being like Jessica Simpson or Jessica Wilson, Wilson and giving us a little email at hello something amazing at gmail dot com. Uh, you now can hack in as well if you like. <laughs> no, you're changing the password right you now. <laughs> send out emails to anyone you like from our email. <laughs> I recommend great password security. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Emily. Thank you, my Sarasini, and thank you, you person that is you. has the things in the ears you. for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.